0: As we welcome in Corey McCartney, friend of the show. We haven't talked to Corey since baseball season. You put, a, you put a lot of pressure on him right now. Well, actually, I think he knows that about, you know, the Atlanta fan base and how they felt about Dale. A lot of girls with broken hearts. First, they got their heart broken when they said he was engaged. Then they probably broke again when he got married. And now he leaving town. Yeah. maybe that's what they wanted since he got <laughs> he got kidnapped by the other girl but we also wanted Corey on before the heisman vote too wanted to see who he voted for maybe we should start with that did the guy you voted for win the heisman Corey mccartney good morning
2: hey good morning guys. just like the ghost of christmas future uh, coming on here this morning in your holiday <laughs> show but yeah uh, i i did vote for caleb williams he was on top of my ballot uh So, yeah, I mean, obviously a fantastic season for him. I can't wait to see what happens with this guy next year because he won the Heisman without USC winning the Pac-12 or making the college football playoff. We talk about how difficult it is that second time around to try to equal Archie Griffin. I don't Mm -hmm. know. You could argue maybe no one's ever had a better opportunity than Caleb Williams with what USC didn't do with its
3: season next year that they potentially could in 2023. Wow. That's something to think about and look forward to. Spend some time this morning on the waitforit.com hotline with Corey McCartney. He is social. Uh, You can join him and check him out on Twitter uh, at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. Uh, Okay, so the husband vote is done. We can focus on baseball because while the bowls are getting started, baseball has been going on. And we've been waiting for this shoe to drop with Dansby Swanson. Did you feel like this was a team that was going to eventually win out?
2: Yeah, I did. I mean, I know I made some people upset on Twitter, uh, you know, over the last couple of months, even suggesting, you know, Hey, I know, and I know it's uh, women's soccer. I know that, the, you know, and they sometimes change teams frequently within that league, but don't discount the fact that a newlywed might want to be with his, his, his wife in the same city and playing in the same city. I, I'm not saying that that was the deciding factor that, you know, his new wife Mallory and where she plays, but I, I think that's certainly, you know, an element of it as well. And obviously, You know, a lot of this has to do with what we saw happen with this shortstop market uh, in the last couple weeks. Stuff that I don't think anybody really anticipated with the length of some of these deals, you know, the size of some of these contracts. I mean, I don't know anyone would have believed a year ago if we would have said that Dan Swanson was going to get a bigger free agent contract than Freddie Freeman. But that's exactly what happened last night.
0: And I see that he says that. And when you say it out loud, it does sound you know, something that makes you want to shake your head. But Sam and I started this show, Corey, talking about how we thought that number was low. I, I just did. I thought Dansby would com- would, would command more money. Uh, the years are one thing, but I just uh, at, at the end of the day, um, he would be at least close, if not over two hundred. But again, you know, this is just fans talking. I, I, I don't know. Is it about right though for what he got? And and by I think the way. And I'm sorry let me throw I forgot to mention this and how much did uh, Correa signing help Dansby
2: yeah I mean obviously it helped from the end of you had teams that were all somewhat in panic mode I mean you had teams that more often than not spend a lot of money uh, you know that were that were in panic mode because being one of them and they were trying to you know to basically salvage their uh, you know their offseason uh, you know and certainly were you know willing to push the numbers a little bit to the fact that you're talking about the second largest deal in total value in Cubs yeah. history trailing only the 184 that Jason Hayward got over eight years. But um, I, I thought that you were looking at around 140 for six years uh, with Dancy Swanson, which apparently is exactly what he offered the Braves uh, and they refused. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I think you look at the, the four short shots you had in this market and only and three of them had sick, at least six years of their careers and what they had hit, at or above league average. Andrew Swanson Swanson's done it once over 162 games. Um, I think that's that to me was a deciding factor. I didn't think he was going to get to 200 million because I don't think he has the same offensive track record and I think uh, you wonder if he can produce numbers like that over the long term. The Cubs obviously, you know, think a little bit uh, more so than the Braves do that they can but I didn't think it was to the effect that he was going to get over 200 million.
0: Um well, listen. God bless him. He got a conversation our grandfathers never had. A guy underpaid at one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. I mean, <laughs> you say it out loud like that, Corey McCartney. Um, talking Chop. Uh, uh, what else? Where else can folks read you at? I keep. It's been a while since we had John here. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. So you can get uh, Battery Power TV. Uh, battery Power. That's the <laughs> website. it from Talking Chop. Um, you can find Graham McCullough and myself on Battery Power TV on YouTube and yep. uh, from the Diamond as well.
0: From the diamond, that was the other one. I'm I'm just having but, a morning But but here. he
3: just had Battery Power. It is social. Yeah, you can find it on That's Twitter right. at Battery Power SBN, at battery
0: so, SBN. So we 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 were all, we, we just couldn't be happier about the um the, the play of the young players last year, and so now we throw our hands up in the air and say, all right, let's the next generation. We're going to get Ozzie back from the from injury, and we're going to put Vaughn Grissom at shortstop, or you see a move there in, as far as the middle infield. We're going to put Ozzie back at second.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Ozzy Albies is moving positions. So we talked to Alex Anthopoulos on Monday after the Sean Murphy trade. And, you know, he said at that time, you know, we're not willing to name an opening day shortstop. Obviously, there's guys on the market, you know, meaning Dansby, uh, of course, that um, they were still had, uh, you know, some interest in and wanted to see how things shook out. Uh, I, I, you know, I think you got to at least pencil Vaughn Grissom in at this point. Uh, you know, he's been working with Ron Washington in New Orleans. Anthopoulos said that that Washington has raved about uh, the work of Grissom. I'm not hundred percent sure that I see that being the move opening day, though. I think you look at some of the metrics on him, on um, the arm strength numbers, you know, if you were to take his average uh, throw velocity from second base last year, it would have been next to last among, you know, not, not every shortstop, like starting shortstop, like everyone who played shortstop last year. So he's been 56th uh, among shortstops last year, in that average arm velocity. So I don't know if that's necessarily the move. Look, you got Orlando Arcia. Uh, yeah. I think there's still going to be some maneuver, whether they do it be a trade, uh, whether they bring in an Elvis Andrews, uh, you know, a veteran that could you know fill the spot in the meantime. I don't see them being done. Um, but man, I, I, this I, you know, look, I, I, we, it was an inevitability that, that once the numbers started reaching where they reach, it, Andy Swanson's going to be somewhere else. I just can't see this team not having a real plan. Uh, for somebody that is a, a, a above-average Major League player going into the 2023 season shortstop. Yep,
3: yep. Mm. yep. Talking with Corey McCartney, talking shop, talking Braves. Okay, this happened, and I talk, haven't talked to you since the trade this week. How surprised were you, or were you surprised that the Braves went dealing for a catcher, considering, you know, left field we're looking at as well?
2: Yeah, it did seem kind of strange, right, when you think about areas that the Braves were going to improve at, that, you know, that that would be a spot where they had two guys that were all-stars last year, that they were going to go out and make a maneuver and deal away one of those, uh, one of those guys. But I think when you look at Sean Murphy and the Anthopolis mentioned this to us, that you have a premium defender at a premium defensive position. And that's what they were able to get a guy who has, you know, multiple years of club control. Uh, you know, you with, with uh, Travis, Darno, you've only got one more year, uh, you know, you got a, an option year after this coming year. But they've got, you know, Murphy, uh, they've got multiple years of control with him. And, you know, certainly they feel like he's only going to get better uh, offensively. Um, I, I'm still was a little surprised that this was the maneuvering. It's almost like, you know, the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio where they planted in his head the heads the dreams and, and all that kind of stuff. Mark Feinstein, before winter meeting started, had the rumor out there that Sean Murphy was going to be on the move and the Braves were probably the team. And then later that day, Anthopolis had you know, was like, No, you know, we're not feeling for a it. catcher. It's almost like and then he mentioned you go through winter meetings, then we get into the weekend and then that thought starts coming back and then they pursued us. So it's almost like it got put in their head, Hey, you know, Sean Murphy should be in Atlanta Brave and then he ends up being Atlanta Brave.
0: How are you just absorbing the movement so far this offseason, starting with Judge and on down, some of the people who've bopped around and and where they land right now? And is it about making the team better or or getting that piece, or is it about guys just cashing in in a way that they never thought they would before?
2: I think it's a lot of those different things, right? I think the biggest stunner to me has been the length of some of these contracts, and especially with the shortstops. And you talk about 11 years for Trey Turner, 11 years for Zander Bogers, 13 years Uh, You know, for Carlos Correa, and obviously a lot of this is tied into the competitive balance tax and how you're able to take a deal and stretch it out longer like that and how it takes a, a, you know, a smaller tax hit across the length of that contract and the fact that the new CBA has increases in that competitive balance tax across it that they anticipate when that CBA gets renewed, it's only going to have bigger increases along the way. So all these teams are basically looking at the way that the economy is rolling right now with inflation and expecting that that's going to continue to play itself uh, into how these contracts, you know, are doled out. I mean, look, you're never going to get anybody cheaper than you're going to get them today. You know, the a guy that you would get five years from now, the contract's not going to be any cheaper than it is today. And I think you're seeing, you know, we know how smart some of these guys in these front offices are. I think that's what we're seeing play out more than anything uh you know these past few weeks is teams you know looking at the way that uh, things are rolling in the economy and tying that into these deals
0: all right now that we uh got past that let's get to the important stuff here Uh yeah you've been talking to us for the last month or so off and on we can't thank you enough for getting up early and being a part of the show how did your kid's season do his travel team how did how did they how did they end up oh this is the big news (laughs) yeah that's the big news drum roll we
3: didn't play
2: well in the last tournament. We actually kind of got, I think it was good, you know, got kind of an eye-opener there. We got worked by some, by some teams. So I think you need mm. that, right? You need that. We got some humble pie in for our holiday season.
0: Now, mm. Does that speak on the coach? Wait, you weren't the coach, were you? You weren't the manager. Were you the manager? Or? <laughs> don't put that, Don't you put that on me. Oh, so you were the manager. Hey, No, no, no. <laughs> oh, you weren't the manager.
2: I'm 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 the I'm the third base coach in uh strength and agility,
3: so I, I make sure they get where they're supposed to be. There you go. There you go. How about that? It, worry, it, but, yeah, all right. Hi. Well listen. It wasn't me.
0: It, it, we, we remember that song Shaggy. <laughs> uh hey cory man listen we can't thank you enough for everything you, we, you know you and terrell thomas who i know by the way is listening this morning you guys when we went to two hours saved us and and as far as guests and keeping us up on things and so we'll never be able to thank you enough and and enjoy your holidays with your family and and just uh just 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 all kinds of positivity coming your way guys
2: <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it man thank you so much